0: Coming up on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline, Israeli forces race to stop Palestinian terror groups from spreading in its biblical heartland. The new measures underway to stop more attacks. Plus, leaders meet in Jerusalem to build on the Abraham Accords. See how the historic agreements are already bringing big changes to young people in the UAE. And more executions in Iran as nationwide protests enter their fourth month and a powerful message from the oldest journalist alive. All this and more on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to a Jerusalem Dateline, I'm Chris Mitchell. The new government led by Benjamin Netanyahu is promising a tougher line against Palestinian terror groups. CBN News spoke with one expert tracking the rise of the threat to Israel's security. I'm standing on Mount Gerizim, known in the Bible as the Mountain of Blessing. The history of this area goes all the way back to the Book of Genesis and the patriarch Abraham. But thousands of years later, this area is now home to many Palestinian terror groups. CBN News talked with Joe Trusman from the Foundation for Defense of Democracies overlooking the Palestinian city of Nablus, ancient Shechem, for a clearer picture of what allowed this growth in terror to happen.
1: The status of the West Bank is, unfortunately, of conflict, uh, especially in the last year and a half. Militant organizations such as Palestinian Islamic Jihad, Hamas and al-Aqsa martyrs brigades have established themselves in the northern West Bank and have been launching attacks against Israeli citizens, Israeli troops and uh, Israeli settlements.
0: Truzman explains how a weakened Palestinian Authority helped open the door for these groups to flourish.
1: What's going on is that the Palestinian Authority has lost its influence over the years in areas such as the Northern West Bank. And what's happened is that these uh, Palestinian militant organizations have filled in the vacuum that's been left Mm -hmm. by the PA. And what's happening is that they've been expanding, and by expanding, they've been able to launch these attacks against Israeli targets.
0: Iran is also filling this vacuum with its own agenda.
1: Their goal is to destabilize the West Bank. It's in their interest to do that. And they are undermining the the Palestinian Authority. What they're also doing is supporting these groups such as Palestinian Islamic Jihad, for example, or Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigades. And what's happening again is we're seeing this huge increase in violence over the last year and a half.
0: In order to show the world the true picture of what's happening in the West Bank, the Foundation for Defense of Democracies has created this interactive map On their website,
1: we've taken media, or we've taken data from local media. We've taken data from uh, IDF statements and um, claims by militant organizations, and we've put it together in this visual, and which uh, describes and shows, or illustrates rather, Mm -hmm. all the violence that's been happening since at least late March of this year. And it's very impressive as far as you can really see all the the shooting attacks and everything that's been happening in the past year and a half. Here, it's, uh, it's unfortunately, it's a. It's very sad to see, but uh, it's reality.
0: In March of 2022, the IDF launched Operation Break the Wave to contain the violence and prevent further attacks. Last year, the IDF arrested about 2,500 Palestinian suspects and says it stopped 500 potential terror attacks. Even with that effort, Trusman points to the Palestinian Authority as needing to fill the vacuum and suppress these terror organizations. It's a reality many people in the States and around the world need to know.
1: Unfortunately, Israel's sitting on a volcano. And what I mean by that is all these attacks that have been happening over the year and a half has gotten to the point where I'm concerned that attack inside of Israel that's linked to the West Bank militant group is going to spur an Israeli military operation in areas uh, such as the northern West Bank.
0: People in and out of Israel will be watching to see how Israel's new government will respond to this growing threat. Business, government, and media leaders met in Jerusalem recently to share ideas on strengthening ties between Israel, its neighbors, the U.S. and Europe. CBN Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl tells us, a number of conversations centered on the Bible. The
2: Jerusalem Leaders' Summit aims to keep the rule of law a priority while advancing economic freedom and free trade.
3: While being here today is so vital in to affirm our shared values and principles, to strengthen our ties with Israel, and to address some of the core problems that we are facing.
2: Joel Anand Sami and his wife Natasha Surdoch began this gathering in two thousand fifteen to address key issues such as growing anti-semitism and the BDS movement against Israel.
3: We know that over the past few years there has been an erosion of support from the United States towards Israel. We've seen that with the rise of BDS and in fact 30% of registered Democrats support BDS according to a poll from the University of Maryland.
2: Anand Sami and others spoke about the important history of U.S.-Israel relations. President Lincoln then said
3: restoring the Jews to their national home is a noble dream and one shared by many Americans. And America's leaders were faithful in their support of
2: the Jewish community. Cheryl Chumley of the Washington Times, co-sponsor of the summit, sees a deep biblical connection as well. Israel and America are natural allies. It's undeniable. The very foundations of America's liberties are rooted in Jewish history. Chomley says even if support for Israel seems to be less right now, there's hope. The good news, in America, as you are aware, the, the politics always change. My foreign policy starts with eyes on Israel because of my Christian belief where God says, those who bless my people, I will bless, those who
1: curse my people, I will curse.
4: America was the first nation to officially recognize the Jewish state independence nearly 75 years ago, American leadership was instrumental in supporting the Camp David Accords signed by Egyptian President Anwar Sadat and Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin.
2: Sordoche says all of this helped lead to the 2020 Abraham Accords.
4: Signing of the Abraham Accords was a historic accomplishment in bringing peoples together that have been cut off from opportunities to trade and invest between themselves and from visiting each other.
2: Many who spoke pointed to Jerusalem as the hub of the Middle East and the Abraham Accords.
1: The road to peace runs through the city of Jerusalem.
2: Ambassador David Friedman was U.S. ambassador here when President Trump recognized Jerusalem as the eternal capital of the Jewish people.
1: Many people predicted an explosion of violence, but indeed, what resulted was an explosion of peace over the next four years.
2: Jerusalem Deputy Mayor Fleur Hassan Nahum has been involved with the Abraham Accords for the last two years.
4: Ultimately, people see Jerusalem as the core of the challenges, but I see Jerusalem as in fact the laboratory of the solutions, not just of the city, but of the country and the region. These historic Abraham Accords may be one of the most underreported success stories of our time. We believe that more can be done and should be done through the encouragement and positive engagement of American leadership and America's allies around the world.
2: Sardoch says it brought the countries together against Iran And she urged expanding the Accords by reaching out to Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Qatar, and other Arab nations, which she believes would usher in a new era of peace, prosperity, and stability. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Jerusalem.
0: Well, another example of the Abraham Accords in action is in the United Arab Emirates, where students are about to see a major change in their history classes. The UAE announced it will begin teaching primary and secondary school students across the country about the horrors of the Holocaust. It's a major step in a region where many deny the Nazi genocide ever happened and purposely leave it out of children's education. Since the signing of the Abraham Accords, Israel has worked with the UAE to expand its Holocaust education. Coming up, Iran executes more people as anti-government protests continue to threaten the regime.
5: Life is better with a good night's sleep. Get your free DVD or booklet of Protect Your Sleep as the world watches from the outside.
0: It's a big diplomatic tug of war here in the Middle East.
5: Go inside the story with Jerusalem Dateline.
0: Israeli archeologists are talking about a discovery that could change the thinking about the Temple Mount.
5: Join CBN Jerusalem bureau chief Chris Mitchell and get the biblical perspective on the events shaping the world.
2: It's what starts in Israel then ends up going to other places.
5: Watch Jerusalem Dateline Friday night at 8.30 on the CBN
6: News Channel. Life, it's meant to be lived fully. Jesus said it, I came to give you life. Life to the fullest. Life in your family. Life in your finances. Life in your body, mind, and spirit. Life in your everyday. At CBN.com, we're taking what Jesus said seriously. We're here to help you discover life. Life. Live it fully.
0: CBN.com As the uprising in Iran moves into its fourth month, thousands are at risk of violence and even death. Authorities are intensifying their crackdown with executions and more bloodshed. Myra Yazdari has the story.
7: The newest victims, 22-year-old Mohammad Mehdi Karami and Mohammad Husseini, were sent to death by the Islamic regime. Iran's Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei called for authorities to address ongoing nationwide protests in a stern and fair manner. He also repeated an allegation that foreign powers had prompted the unrest, without providing evidence. The remarks by Khamenei could embolden authorities to continue the harsh punishment of detainees. At least four young men have been executed since the demonstration began following internationally criticized rapid show trials. Germany's foreign minister accusing the regime of suppressing its people, warning that Iranian oppression and terrorizing of the population will have consequences. Meanwhile, Israel's prime minister during a cabinet meeting highlighting the regime's ongoing brutality.
5: We salute the Iranian citizens fighting heroically for their freedom. They are sacrificing their lives for basic civil rights. They are exposing for the whole world the true and ugly face of the oppressive regime in Tehran, a regime that threatens its citizens, the countries of the region, and the entire world.
7: Iran's Crown Prince Reza Pahlavi urges Western countries to take a firmer stand against Tehran writing democratic countries should expel regime's ambassadors and recall their ambassadors. They should follow the parallel path of maximum pressure on the regime and maximum support for the Iranian people. The UK, the United States, France and Germany must officially stop trying to revive Iran nuclear deal. Here in the U.S., former State Department spokesperson Morgan Ortega's warning the situation could get even worse. Remembering the regime in the 1980s murdered thousands of opponents and buried them in nameless mass graves. Ortega's is urging, among other things, that countries worldwide should recall their ambassadors from Iran and offer to return to the Iran deal, return all U.N. sanctions, and ban Iranian officials from foreign travel. Meanwhile, the protests continue, with Iranians holding massive rallies worldwide in support of the ongoing uprising inside the country. It began in September following the death of 16-year-old Mahsa Amini while she was in police custody for not wearing her headscarf properly. Mayra Yazdari, CBN News.
0: Up next, he's the world's oldest journalist and a witness to some of the most important events in recent history. His incredible story and message for the world when we come back.
5: If you're tired and exhausted all day, you can't think clearly, and you really just need a cup or even a pot of coffee to get through your day, then join me, Dr. Josh Axe, for this new series where I'm going to teach you how to transform your diet and use essential oils and supplements to get a better night's sleep.
6: Wake up to your best life. Call 1-800-700-7000 to get your free DVD or booklet of Protect Your Sleep today.
5: It's about the competition. I kind of put that pressure on myself, and I think people had expectations. It's about overcoming. We use this phrase all the time, keep chopping, keep practicing hard. It's about going the distance.
1: You know, I think as a father, it's my job, you know, to lead,
5: just be the best husband and father I can be. Watch Going the Distance with Sean Brown Saturday night at 730 on the CBN News Channel.
6: Infants Promise is committed to loving and serving at risk children, to helping keep families together and to creating opportunities for strong and sustainable communities around the world. We're working in over 60 countries around the world and with your help, we can do even more. There's an old African proverb I love that says, if you want to run fast, run alone. But if you want to run far, run together. At Orphan's Promise, we want to run far so we can touch the lives of as many orphaned and vulnerable children as possible. But we don't want to go alone. We're out to change the world. One child, one family, one community at a time. Will you join us?
0: At 99 years old, Walter Bingham is the oldest journalist alive. This German-born Israeli was just nine years old when Hitler came to power in Germany. Even as a child, he witnessed the changes firsthand as his country slid into the abyss of the Nazis' hatred of the Jews. He shared his life story with me and a sober warning about anti-Semitism today.
4: Israel National Radio's senior broadcaster, Walter Bingham.
0: Hello and welcome. Walter Bingham is a marvel. From Holocaust survivor to World War II hero to a journalist for 50 years, Bingham has experienced a lot. Guinness World Records has deemed Walter both the oldest radio talk show host living and the oldest journalist, an honor also recognized by Israel's government press office. You are the oldest active news correspondent in the world. Life, however, hasn't always been about honors for Bingham. In his Jerusalem apartment, he keeps reminders of the dark days of his youth. Born in 1924, Bingham was 15 years old when Adolf Hitler started what became known as the Holocaust. On his bookshelf, he keeps a copy of the Nazi leader's infamous autobiography, Mein Kampf, written in the year of Bingham's birth. In it, Hitler details his final solution to exterminate the Jews. This copy came from a Nazi office after the war. Your life has spanned so many events in history. One of them is the Holocaust. But what happened to you in the early 1930s? You were witness to the infamous book burnings. Yes,
4: we used to go to the park as boys and play there. And one day they had... uh Uh, the the book burning and uh, we saw it and uh, people were throwing books on the fire, German culture, onto the fire. And you were also there at Kristallnacht? Yeah, Kristallnacht was in 1938. One day I saw that things went a bit of a commotion in the streets and then I got nearer and I actually saw that synagogue in a town called Mannheim burning and the fire service was there but not to douse the flames of the synagogue but to cool down neighboring property, this German property that it shouldn't burn.
0: Kristallnacht marked the beginning of Hitler's final solution, and those who lived through it are Holocaust survivors. Within months, Bingham's mother put him on the so-called kinder transport, a rescue effort by the British to evacuate some 10,000 Jewish children by train to Great Britain. It
4: was five minutes before war, everybody knew the war would break out, and the parents, took the children to the train.
0: Five years later, Bingham joined the British army.
4: It wasn't my country, but my motivation and that of other Jewish refugee soldiers was much greater because we didn't fight for, we fought against the Nazis. My motivation was find the family, get rid of the Nazi regime.
0: Two days after D-Day, Bingham landed on the beaches of Normandy and then drove an ambulance on the battlefields of Europe, eventually receiving a medal for bravery and commendation from the king.
4: I never killed anybody. I only saved lives.
0: As the war ended, Bingham was transferred to counterintelligence in Hamburg, Germany. There he interviewed Nazis arrested by the British. Among them, Joachim von Ribbentrop, the Nazi foreign minister.
4: And they brought him into my office and I said, Herr Ribbentrop, what can you tell me about the final solution? And he looked me in the face and he said, I didn't know anything about that. That was the Fuhrer. And I said, so now I take it that you heard about that. How did you find out? And he turned to me and he said, I read it in the newspaper.
0: After the war, Bingham was one of the few transport children reunited with at least one parent, his mother.
4: My mother went through the camps and came out alive, and I was reunited with her. That was, of course, the most emotional moment of my life. The second most emotional moment in my life was when I came here with my plane. I was on my way to Elat, and I asked the controller if it's okay to do some orbits above Jerusalem. And there I was, above the city, seeing everything. All my life as a religious Jew, in every prayer, Jerusalem. And here I was, sitting over Jerusalem, crying like a baby, tears streaming down my cheeks, uh, and having to fly this plane.
0: Bingham says the best thing he ever did in his life was to get married and have a family. And the second best was to move to Israel. In 2004, at the height of the Second Intifada, 80-year-old Bingham immigrated to Israel and continued working as a journalist. Before COVID, Bingham would share his experiences with groups of students and others. He would bring a small suitcase, packed with remnants of that Nazi era.
4: This is the sign of the Hitler Youth. Now that is, is there that you can really stick it in. And this is blood and error, blood and honour. And that's what the 14-year-olds and 13-year-olds carried.
0: So are you concerned that what's happening in the world today, is what was happening…
4: Oh, I have no doubt. We are living in equal period of the 1930s, except there will be no final solution because we have the State of Israel. But. Everything leading up to it and all the atrocities and all the attacks and all those things that you read about, all that is a copy of the 1930s. And our local friends here are copying what the Nazis did.
0: What's the lesson that people need to take away? Never again. Just two words. Never
4: again. Unfortunately, people don't learn.
0: For the past few years, CBN News has had the privilege of getting to know Walter as fellow journalist, reporting here from Jerusalem. We also attended his open house and took Bingham out to lunch to celebrate his 99th birthday and his remarkable life. Happy birthday, Walter. Still ahead, a major archeological discovery from straight out of the pages of the Bible is found in Israel. Thank you for watching Jerusalem Dayline. We're committed to providing you with unbiased reporting from the Holy Land. Through weekly broadcasts, podcasts and online media, our vision is to reach millions around the globe with the true story of what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, all from a biblical and prophetic perspective. This is a big vision and is only made possible by the generous support of people like you.
5: Call us toll free at 1-800-700-7000 or go to CBN.com slash Jerusalem Dateline and make a donation that will help spread the light of truth about Israel throughout the world.
3: Are you suffering from feeling tired or worn out during the day? Can you not turn off your brain at night? You are not alone. Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Bruce, the sleep doctor, and I've partnered with the Christian Broadcasting Network, and we're gonna bring you some unbelievable information that you can use tonight to get a better night's rest.
6: Wake up to your best life. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to CBN.com to get your free copy of Protect Your Sleep today.
5: Nutrition, exercise, essential oils, weight loss, and more. It's Healthy Living with Lori Johnson.
4: Talk about what's in this.
5: Join CBN health reporter Lori Johnson to get the latest information from today's top health experts.
4: This is fantastic.
5: Find out what you need to know to live a healthier life. Watch Healthy Living, Tuesday night at 8.30 on the CBN News Channel.
6: Woohoo! Hi, Superbook fans. Here's something else you'll love. <laughs> it's the new Superbook Bible app. <laughs> it's packed with games, activities, and Superbook episodes that you can watch for free. Oh no! There's trivia, a fun daily devotional, and answers to your Bible questions. Plus, an easy-to-understand Bible the whole family will enjoy. You can even create your own Superbook character. Ta-da! Whoa! Those falls Sorry! Pardon me! Sorry! Excuse me! Ouch! Are you getting this? Earn super points to win daily prizes, too! And so much more! (sighs) Time to get back to my adventures. See you soon! It's the new Superbook Bible app. Free downloads on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon.
0: A major archaeological discovery in Israel raised the question of how to preserve the past without stopping progress towards the future. Here's a look at when a modern highway and an ancient town came to a crossroads. No one expected to find the biblical town of Beth Shemesh from the time of Isaiah and Hezekiah.
2: We thought that the Assyrians destroyed and it took years for us to come back, and that everyone left and there was no one here, but that's not true. And we know it's not true because we have these finds.
0: Archeologists thought a much earlier site on the other side of the road was all there was to Bet Shemesh, but before expanding a highway, they excavated and found a treasure. What they understood from the finds is that after the city of Bet Shemesh was destroyed in the year 701, by Sennacherib, king of Assyria, a very, very famous historical and biblical event. A new settlement was founded, not on the top of the mound, but on the slope, on the eastern slope of the mound. The road also connects to the Ella Valley, where David killed Goliath, and Beth Shemesh is associated with the return of the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem.
2: We can read the Bible. We can study history. We can learn archaeology. But when all of those three elements come together, then we have the proof of that history and that historicity of the biblical text. The progress that is required to build a new nation with housing and roads and infrastructure requires digging down
0: and building new things. Modern day Bet Shemesh is about 20 miles outside Jerusalem. It has a population of about 110,000 and is growing fast.
7: It's complicated because I want to protect the road. I, I, I want to protect the site and I need to find the way to protect
0: both of them. Archaeologists and developers knew they had to work together And fast.
2: The reality is that people need homes and roads need to be created. And there's this balance, there's this debate in how do we do it.
0: And they came up with a compromise plan to alter the road and still preserve the historical site with the hope of developing the past for future generations. Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also access CBN content. Through our CBN apps and email blast. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.